Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, January 11, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? The first thing we're going to do is take a look at the daily chart. We'll discuss what's jumping off the page, what it leads us to believe going into tomorrow and beyond. We'll provide some important zones, some important numbers, and then we're going to move on to some meat and potatoes. There's a lot going on on the daily chart, so let's get right down to business. We talked about this particular area. They finished right around 470. We talked about an area they spent most of the afternoon in yesterday's video. We're going to talk about it again. We saw it on the 240 chart, the 120, and the hourly chart. We know that the number 470 is big and fat. They become magnetic. The closer price gets, they get drawn in to those magnetic numbers, whether they're on the upside or the downside. So that pretty much happened to 470 today. By the end of the day, they came up 15 cents short. 469.85 was high of day. They do that. We see that all the time in both directions. That's nothing other than something sponsored by the Trick, Trap, Fool, and Frustrate crew, also known as Trick and Company. So they traded up into and closed above the 20-period moving average. So from an official basis, they're back above all the moving averages. Now, one day and by a few pennies doesn't really qualify for the 20-period moving average, but the concept is they've recaptured the 20 and the 50-period moving average. We'll need to see some more follow-through tomorrow for the bull case, and that leads us right into the next thing. So here's the next thing. This big breakdown candle, the closing price is 468.38. So they closed well above it today, which means the door is open for them to start climbing the big breakdown candle. Doesn't mean they're going to get all the way to the top. We'll have some other areas identified, but the door is open for them to begin climbing. We know that they like to do that. They like to climb up the big breakdown candles. They like to climb down to run tests of the big break up candles. So if that's the case, what do we have in between? Let's just say for argument's sake, they're not going to run right up to the top. There's going to be plenty of resistance areas in between current price and the top of that big breakdown candle. The top happens to be 477 98. What else is in between? Well, my eye gets drawn right over to this breakdown candle. The high is 472.87, and let me explain why. We're going on concept, not specific numbers for this one. So the market ran up to here, pulled back. It ran up to here again and pulled back. It ran up to here again and was rejected or pulled back. Now, the bull case is the market is making a series of higher lows. That's fine. We're not talking about that right now. We're talking about where resistance is. And if all three times the market found resistance there, it finally went through, it collapsed back down. On the way back up, is that area still important? And I contend it is. So what exactly is that area? Well, let's just identify it with some price. So it's around 472 and change. 
The high of this breakdown candle is 472.87, and the high of this candle here is 473.54. We're saying 472.5, 473 in that neck of the woods. Let's put an identifier on that and go down to some other charts and see what we find. The exercise here is let's identify something on one chart, not knowing what's on the others, and let's see if that same general area happens to mean something for a different reason on another chart. That begins to build what I like to call a full stack. Here's a 240 minute chart, and you can see it very clear. The market ran up to here, and this is the same thing we looked at on the daily. It's just more magnified on the 240. Rejected over here. And by the way, lo and behold, just by happenstance, there's a 20 period moving average coming in right about that price. Funny how that works. We drill down to the 120 minute chart. All else remains the same, except right over here in the 473 neighborhood. We have a 50 period moving average. So all these things combined on the 120 chart, the 240 chart, and the daily chart, for me, point two, if the market is pushing higher, where would the resistance area be? 472.5, 473, in that neck of the woods. We can also say this if they're going to get to 470, which they just came up a few pennies short today, And they begin closing candles, 10 minute candles, 15 minute candle, 30 minute candle, hourly candles above 470, the big fat round number, the more the evidence builds that they're going to make a run for that general zone of 472.50 to 473. What else that general area is, is not a garden variety retracement. Folks that have taken the course. Lazy e mini trader understand what I'm referring to, but it's a midpoint also found in the course. It adds to the full stack situation. What about the flip side? Remember, we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. So, what happens if we wake up red tomorrow? The market's selling. What do we have on the table? Well, there's one of two types of sales there's either a minimal pullback, which we would say that 465, give or take, is an important area. Start closing below there, like candles below there, spending a lot of time below 465. It opens the door for some lower stuff that inside the number members will have a beat on first thing in the morning. More than 465 is the bear case. Up to 465 is what I'll call a pullback of the garden variety. How about the meat and potatoes? What does that mean? Where do we make the money? How about inside the numbers as one place? It's Turnaround Tuesday. They're pushing higher at zero dark 30. It's a continuation of yesterday's reversal. And the numbers are remember 467 from last week. If not, here's a reminder it's important still. Opening above or getting above, and we know they went lower in the morning. We're going to circle back to that in a moment. But remember, this is at zero dark 30. While the market was pushing higher, pay attention to the numbers, they're important. Opening above or getting above on candle closes, 10 and 15 minute ones, paints a picture for 468.65. Above that, and we'll be discussing back to the big fat round number of 470, they came up 15 cents short. 
And here we go. By the way, don't forget about the convergence of moving averages in a variety of charts discussed last night. So here's a refresher course before the coffee in the morning. But since we're the umpire calling balls and strikes, we must be prepared for the turnaround. What's going on down south? 465.50 is the gap left open from yesterday. Testing and filling it is one thing. Closing candles below is another. Below, the gap would open the door for 463 and likely a spike of it. 463 and likely a spike of it. Remember that number. Write it down. Put it on a sticky note. Relief rally or wounded cat bounce. All right, let's scroll up a minute and get our faculties going on the chart as well. Here's a five-minute one. 463 is the line down below. Right of the vertical is today's activity. So they opened the market. They went down to run a test of 463. They spiked it as prescribed. And the short version is they found stability made a retest, higher low, and took off from there. To where? 467. And then you can see what happened, by the way, and this is interesting. 468.65, they never touched it. There are no accidents nor coincidences. When you see that, here's the situation. They don't touch it and they eat time off the clock under it. What's the likely scenario? You see it in the notes all the time. They're going to go through it. What did they do? The writing was on the wall for 470. They came up 15 cents short. We had the entire thing laid out at zero dark 30. Know thy numbers. Don't you think you could use this information if you're trading in the S&P 500, SPY, ES, micro contracts, options contracts, SPXL, any of the other exchange traded products? Tell me one thing. Post it under the video. Where did you get better information on the S&P today? By 9.05, as the morning grew on, they sprung an oil leak. They're opening near the flat line, so we don't know if. But if they get down to around 463 and likely a spike of it, there should be a set of buyers waiting. There was. It's important and support. Below 461.50, and the door opens for the big fat round number of 460 all over again in the spirit of being prepared. 921, if we had to say where, down south, the most important number at present is 463. Up north, 467 for starters. You get the point? This is all before the market even opened. About by 932, how about Moderna? The gift that keeps on giving for day traders. 934, not sure if they get there, but 463, give or take, is a scalp trade long opportunity. I will be taking the trade. 463, give or take, will be showtime. So they were creeping down. They came into it. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the charts to double check the work. You really have the big picture already. I showed you the concept that was laid out in the pre-market. Obviously, it worked out that way. You could see me navigate the thing in the notes all day long. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts to double-check the work. They did a dance around 463. They had a bunch of shakeout operations take place. So understand this one, 957. Keep in mind, if the SPY starts closing candles above 463, the bulls will have reason to try again. That comes from previous posts about trying to rally. It's important, above is bullish, below is not. 
closing candles above, can that trader hop on? Trader's choice, but as long as they stay above, they should try and rally. So that was at the point when the scalp trade already worked, they came back down. I don't advocate staying in a trade once you have a profit, but there's no reason you can't get back in if the market is confirming. For me, confirmation was above 463. By 10 o'clock, the reason the last post was made because I've seen shakeout operations before. That was a shakeout operation. We never let a profitable trade go bad. Another trade is to be long, closing candles above 463. 465 and a quarter, give or take, is target number one. By the way, that's a chunk of points. That's over 20 handles. And above, they'll try for 467 at some point. 40 handles. Below 463, no dice. Again, pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double-check the work. I'm going to scroll up. I'm going to finish the commentary. And what we'll do when I'm done, and again, don't blow by this. Read the stuff if you're even remotely interested in trading in the S&P 500 or already are. And then what we're going to do when these notes finish is circle back to stocks on the move because we have some interesting charts to look at. Here, if they keep pushing, 470 will begin to take over and suck price in. That's precisely what happened. This is your tour guide information. Stocks on the move. We had a little laundry list going this morning. We're only going to take a look at ones that hit their objectives or entry targets. That includes Moderna, IBM, and DraftKings. NUE, X, and Urban did not hit their price objectives. Therefore, they hit somebody else's number. They're off the board. No trades. We take what Mrs. Market provides on each and every day. Sometimes she provides almost all of them. Sometimes one or two. Today was three. I'll take three. First one up, Moderna. Getting a haircut at the open, 222.85 was the number on the board, bright and early. What did they do? Came into it, made a low of 222.54, had a rocket ride away. They did the deal immediately, and then you can see later on the importance of this number. They hung around all day long before giving it up into the end of the day. We don't care about that. We care about the early morning. We take the minimum required base hit. We take something more than that if we want exit number two and still hold a trailer, but we don't let it go bad on us, so this is a great trade. Here's the magnifying glass in the first couple of minutes of the day. Fantastic rip off the number. Stocks are headed to a destination. When the market is pushing lower in the morning, it helps traders. Why? Because it helps stocks get to their destination. How about IBM getting a buzz cut at the open? 128.55 was the number on the board, bright and early. What did they do? Hit the number, spiked it like they normally do, turned around, went back in the other direction all day long. And by the way, in Inside the Numbers Live, the live trading room, Jordan had this one. He had Moderna. A lot of the traders in there had these. And they had a secret surprise. We'll get to that in a moment. We saved the best for last. Just so you can see the full impact of this one, right of the vertical is today's activity. DraftKings, a little bit of a haircut at the open. They were really near the flat line, but I had a number pinpointed. It was a good number, 25.29. You could see what happened. They got all the way up to 27.60. Think about that for a second. You're talking about from 25.29 to 27.60, even the initial rip up to 26.71, 
that's a big percentage gain. You're talking about a lower price stock. How many shares could you have? 500, 1,000, 3,000, 5,000. Every trader is different. That's real profit on a real trade that gave no problems. And by the way, a lot of traders in the live room also played the S&P 500 trade off the notes, off the live room commentary, the whole nine yards. Then, Inside the Number Live members got this one posted, STX 108.70. They come into it, spike it by a few pennies, turn right around, go back in the other direction. Nice trade. This was one of the ones that started moving after the open, specifically designed for Inside the Numbers Live. How much is this worth to you? What's going on over in Camp IWM? What's jumping off the daily chart? Well, higher low, Below all the moving averages, dead cat bounce, wounded cat bounce, relief rally, that's what's going through my mind. This thing would have to get over two and a quarter to really get the bull's attention. Running another test of those moving averages is just that, running another test. 225 is the longer term pivot. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Interestingly enough, they were down today, everything else was up. Remember. My favorite canary in the coal mine, A number one, second favorite market leading indicator, IWM is the first one. So we've got some divergences going on, and we know one thing. With divergences, they'll catch up with each other one way or the other. Either everything is going to catch up to the transports that are showing weakness, or the transports just had to satisfy a number, a destination, and then they're going to turn around and go back up with the rest of the market. They're almost in a no-man's-land situation. couple things going on. The bull case is you have a higher low, potentially, with a tail candle. If they can have a rally back up into and over these moving averages, right back for the bull case. Their other side is they're in no-man's-land, hovering in between the set of moving averages above and a set of moving averages below. So they're not really telling us anything specific. When you're on a chart where you can't see anything specific, you have to go up a notch to a higher time frame, the more dominant thing. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend, nothing wrong with this chart, period, full stop. What about the tech stuff, the Q people? Nice rally, up 1.5%. It's a relief rally. You've got some short covering going on from yesterday into through today. Same routine as the SPY. They close above the low of the big breakdown candle, so they begin climbing the big breakdown candle, where would they be headed if they can continue climbing right up into those moving averages, 391, 392, 393, in that neck of the woods? Remember, you have to separate your bias from what's happening in the market. You may think long-term the market's going down. I may think long-term the market's going down. That doesn't mean everybody thinks that. It's hard to kill a bull when traders and investors see some kind of a bottom being made even it be on a short-term basis, they want to hop on. They're programmed to think in terms of buying opportunity. That's what they're telling you on TV. I know it's the case without even watching it. And therefore, buying begets buying. Short covering creates a squeeze. FOMO sets in and all that stuff. Big swings in both directions. That hasn't changed. That's not going to change. How about the financials represented by the XLF? Pushing on the highs, nothing wrong with this chart, well above all the moving averages. We only have 
one thing left from a is there resistance standpoint to hang our hat on, which is the high of this big breakdown candle happens to be the all-time high. It's a big breakdown candle. Can they bust through? If they close above, like hourly, for example, there's another leg higher. If there's another leg higher, this is the weekly chart, where would they go? Where would they find overhead resistance? Where would they get drawn into? Well, they're at new highs, which means it's no man's land, so we really don't know, but with some back-of-the-napkin calculations, 43. Call it 43 and a quarter, 43.50, in that neck of the woods. What about Smash Mouth? Looks like the Qs, right up into the moving average, the 50 period, probably go up into the 20 by tomorrow, the high of this big breakdown candle, get above 305, 306, and they start working on the next candle. And above all those moving averages, it turns back to the shorter-term bullish case. The longer-term bullish case from a weekly chart perspective really never changed. They made an attempt to spike into or through the 20-week moving average. They didn't even get there. They're eating time off the clock above all the moving averages. They've been doing so for two and a half, three months. It's a pretty big spread when you look on the daily chart, 317, 318, down to 288, 290. However, that's all they're doing when you look at the longer term chart. And by the way, have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. True and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.